Hey y'all, welcome back to the Mia's Mom podcast. I am Cambry and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm so happy that you're here listening today. Thank you guys so much for your kind words over the first two episodes. Um, last episode, episode two, I introduced you guys to baby D and this episode is all about Jack. Um, so Jack is our almost three-year-old toddler, um, which means that he was born a year after we lost baby D and in the thick of COVID. Um, I've told this story over on my um, Instagram account that I've mentioned on here before, Jack's Crafty Mom. I've mentioned it on stories there before, but I'm so excited for it to live here on Mia's mom and introduce you guys to Jack. After we lost baby D, Drew and I struggled for a couple of months trying to decide if expanding our family is something that we wanted to move forward with. I really wanted to try to have another biological child, but Drew was fine with never having more children or expanding our family um, in other ways such as adoption. I don't know why I felt such a strong pull to get pregnant again after the loss of baby D, but I did. We ended up leaving New Orleans in August of 2019 and later that month on August 25th is when we found out we were pregnant again. It was the first month we had been trying, and I didn't even tell Drew that I was going to take a test. We were both at home, and I told him that I was going to go upstairs to fold some clothes. I sneakily took a test, and I was not expecting it to be positive, but I think deep down, I knew that I was pregnant. I didn't have this feeling with baby D, but it's like my body was telling me before I even knew I was pregnant that I was pregnant. (laughs) I could not believe it when I saw pregnant written out. It was one of those clear blue tests that actually says like pregnant or not pregnant. And whenever I saw pregnant written out on the test, I didn't even know what to do. I just ran downstairs and told him. We had just moved here, so we hadn't even found a new OB in our new town. We ended up reading some reviews and quickly settled down with a clinic here um, in North Carolina. I loved our entire experience with my new OB. She was so understanding of our loss with baby D and so supportive in allowing us to come in for as many appointments as we wanted. We could have as many ultrasounds as we wanted. Um, She just wanted us to be comfortable in this pregnancy. And just like he did when I was pregnant with baby D, Drew always came with me to every single appointment. Um, That is until March. Uh, March 2020 came and the world shut down. Man, I can remember in early March when the first case was detected in the U.S., Drew did such a great job of leading our family and making sure that we did everything that we possibly could to stay safe. We started gathering a few extra frozen grocery supplies at every weekly grocery trip. We canceled our anniversary couples massage. I was so devastated and I thought that Drew was overreacting a little bit. Um, But yeah, he, he did everything right and I was so happy to follow along. We isolated like nobody had ever isolated before. Drew went to and from work without having contact with anyone and really OB appointments and grocery trips were the only time I ever left the house. 
I think like most people, I wasn't expecting COVID to be such a big deal. I definitely didn't think it would be a global pandemic and cause our extended family to miss the birth of this new sweet baby, but boy was I wrong. With unknowns around the virus and travel restrictions, we quickly realized that we wouldn't be having any help with keeping up laundry, keeping the house cleaned, and having people cook for us, which are all things that extended family often helps with after having a baby. I was so stressed out, and after our loss with baby D, I just wanted a normal pregnancy and a normal after-birth experience. We helped our future selves as much as we possibly could. We made several meals up and stored them in the freezer. We deep-cleaned the house, and honestly, we just kind of hoped for the best. At the time, every hospital's labor and delivery unit had their own rules, and they were changing all the time. I checked super frequently with our hospital because I was hearing stories of moms laboring um, in N95 masks, partners not being allowed to come in the delivery room, and hospitals separating the baby from the mom to isolate if either the mom or the baby or the husband or partner tested positive with COVID, I was terrified. Drew's job allowed six weeks paternity leave. Since we were being extra careful to try not to catch COVID, we decided it would be best for him to use two of those six weeks prior to my induction date. Um, That way we could isolate together. And those two weeks were so special. I mentioned in Baby D's episode that planning to have a baby is so exciting, but it's also really scary too because some new little baby is coming to be added to this already well-working team. Well, we got to spend two full weeks together before this new little kiddo was added to our team. Two full weeks of just being together constantly and It was the best. COVID times were so scary, and I hate that Drew had to use two of his six weeks up before Jack was even here, but I would not trade it for anything. We cooked together. We went on multiple walks a day. We binged our favorite TV shows, and we just rested. (laughs) I feel like those two weeks made our relationship even stronger, and I'm so thankful for that time that we had together. My induction was scheduled on May 4th, 2020, but I woke up on May 3rd having contractions. I thought that maybe they were Braxton Hicks contractions, but those suckers progressed quickly. I started having contractions around 9 a.m., and they started to get pretty uncomfortable around 11 a.m. My OB told me to expect my progression to go slowly, um, more like a first pregnancy, even though this was technically my second I guess the more kids you have, the faster labor goes. But then things started getting super uncomfortable. I ended up calling the hospital to touch base and the midwife working told me as long as I could walk and talk through contractions not to come in. Keep in mind, this was May 2020, so only two months after COVID hit the U.S., Hospitals were trying to keep the spread of COVID down at all costs, and the midwife didn't want me to come in only for me to be told I wasn't in active labor labor, and sent home. So I was walking and I was talking, but holy cow, it was uncomfortable. I thought that I was 
probably an active labor, labor, but I also didn't really know what to expect. I have a pretty high pain tolerance and I didn't want to come across to this midwife as a sissy if I wasn't in labor. But finally, through tears, I told Drew that I was going to call the hospital again just to see if I could come in to get checked. The midwife actually seemed a little annoyed, (laughs) but told me if I wanted to come in to ease my mind, then I could go ahead and come in and get checked. We drove to the hospital and at this point I was bawling. I was in so much pain. Once we got there, three different people asked if I wanted a wheelchair, but again, in the small chance that I wasn't in labor, I didn't want to seem like a sissy. So I walked all the way up to labor and delivery. I got changed into a robe and the midwife came in. She checked me. (laughs) This is so crazy. She checked me and she said, well... It's a good thing you decided to come in. You're dilated to a nine. It's about time to start pushing. Do you feel like you need to start pushing? And me and Drew looked at each other like, what? They didn't even have time to admit us into the hospital. Drew took one last selfie of us. I'll post it on my Mia's Mom Pod stories today. And we went straight to the room to start pushing. As far as birth plans go, mine was pretty lax. I knew with COVID, I wouldn't have a huge say in how things went, but the two things that I absolutely wanted to happen were, one, I wanted my OB or an OB to do the delivery. My OB office had OBs and midwives there, And since I was a high-risk pregnancy after losing baby D, I wanted an OB there. It was just a personal preference. Number two, I wanted an epidural. (laughs) I bet you can guess that neither of those things happened. There wasn't time for an OB to get to the hospital, and I was too dilated to get an epidural. Oh, and I had to get COVID tested mid-contractions while I was on all fours. The guy doing my test was moving so slowly, it was like he didn't realize that he was in the middle of a war zone. (laughs) Every time after that, when I would hear somebody complaining about getting a COVID test, I would throw my experience back in their face and be like, yeah, yours was not that bad. Like with baby D, we didn't find out the sex until after Jack was born. His entire pregnancy, we named him LT for Little Tot. And the entire pregnancy, I was absolutely convinced that LT was a girl. My sister has two girls. My best friend had a little girl and she was pregnant with her second. And I was just convinced. I was just convinced that LT was a girl. My friends and I joke about how LT and Jack are two completely different babies because they were so sure that LT was a girl too. I was so excited for Drew to be the first one to find out if we were parents to a little girl or a little boy. After all, I got to know first both times that we found out we were pregnant. We had a boy name and a girl name picked out. We had little onesies with both of the names on them. We brought those to the hospital with hats and bows. We were prepared. (laughs) And after LT was born, they put the baby on my chest and I was so exhausted and just emotionally drained after our whirlwind of a day. I remember saying, is it a boy or is it a girl? And Drew just said, it's Jack. None of our friends or family knew that we were even at the hospital. Like I said, we were scheduled to be induced the next day. So everybody was kind of expecting us to go to the hospital the next day. 
since everything was happening so fast, we knew that they couldn't be at the hospital anyways due to COVID restrictions and the fact that they were all the way in Arkansas. But we had the first hour of Jack's life completely to ourselves. Nobody was texting us or calling us. It was just us three. The day before, we had planned for a family FaceTime with Drew's side of the family. And when they called us, we decided to just keep that um, FaceTime appointment. So when they called us, Drew said, well, guess where we are? And his dad laughed and asked if Drew was at work. And then Drew spun the camera around to show that I was holding Jack. We were at the hospital and I was holding Jack and he was here. Um, And every call for the rest of the night was like that. Just every single one was just as special. Since we didn't have any friends in North Carolina yet and no family here in town, Drew had to occasionally go take care of the dogs, leaving me and Jack at the hospital. It was so strange and not like anything I had dreamed up before when I was daydreaming about having kids. Before we went to the hospital, I watched so many YouTube channels. I followed all of the influencers and did all of the prep work for the delivery hospital, hospital stay delivery. The one thing that I actually ended up using was a toothbrush, even though I packed like a ton of stuff. I I used a toothbrush, a change of clothes for when we actually left the hospital, and a phone charger. (laughs) Because of COVID, our hospital was doing the best to limit possible exposures and we were only in the hospital around 24 hours. Is that not crazy? I was so sad that family couldn't be there to meet Jack when he was born but there was something so special about Jack's beginning and since we've never been through the experience of bringing a baby home from the hospital before we made it work and now that's all we know. We spent all day every day together just the two of us, just me and Jack, and occasionally, you know, Drew was there too on a weekend. <laughs> and it was just us, us three, for the first eight months of Jack's little life. I didn't care that the house was a mess and we didn't have fresh meals. And I was just soaking up every single second of this little rainbow baby. That's it. That's how I became a mom to baby D first. And now Jack. I'll be sharing some more about both boys later on, but I really want to focus this podcast on me as a mom to them and not share so much information about them. Um, I'll be sharing some, but I just don't want to share too much of their little lives. And same with you. I want it to be, this is a mom podcast, so I want it to be focused on the moms um, to these kids in our journeys, even though If you're a guest on here, you're welcome to talk about your children as much as you want to. It's just my personal preference that I don't want to share everything about Jack and everything about Baby D. I'm putting up a question box on Instagram today, and if you have any other specific questions about Baby D, Jack's birth, or COVID baby life, or if you have any other questions in general, anything that I've talked about so far, please, please ask. I won't be sharing names or anything, so you don't have to worry about me sharing that on here. But if there are any questions, I plan on answering a couple of those on the podcast next week. You can find the question box on stories over at Instagram. It is at me as mom pod. 
Thank you so much for joining me today or whenever you decide to listen to this episode. I am so thankful for every single text, call, or rating letting me know that you're enjoying the enjoying the podcast so far. If you haven't already, you can follow the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, whichever you prefer. And while you subscribe, you can leave a rating or a review. More importantly, if you have a friend that you think would enjoy listening, please share. And as a reminder, I'm Cambry. I am a wife, a sister, a daughter, and a friend. I am so many things, but this podcast is me as mom. Thanks for listening.